saying is I think we're pretty lucky, and Billy's pretty lucky, that the wizard's name was Shazam. Because at least that's a cool thing to shout when lightning strikes you, as opposed to John Smith or Derek. Ollie Ollie Oxen Free! Cold chicken in the fridge! Don't look at me! <laughs> Ignore the man behind the curtain! I am Norm. Odd <laughs> uh, Norm. <sighs> there are some who call me Shazam. <laughs> I mean Tim. Tim. Kazam. <laughs> Don't think I didn't think of that one too many times watching this. Let's green egg and ham it. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Batman and Robin. <laughs> Still, I'm just saying Shazam's a pretty good name. I think it's fair. Shazam! Like, if I had to change powers by saying Elizabeth, it kind of loses some of the overarching mystique of the whole magical cabal of wizards thing. A, a little, but it's still pretty cool. For me, it's pretty strange that you say the name. I know comic books, canon, blah, blah, blah. But in most mythos, True names are will give you true power, which means you don't want anyone to know your true name. Otherwise, they can hold that over you, especially demons. So what if it was just something embarrassing that only you would know, so only you could say? Sometimes I pee in the shower! I pick my nose! I've been known to... Nikai, I can't even think of anything embarrassing. Damn. Yeah, it's like, like, are we like actually revealing stuff about ourselves? Or? Oh, we can say anything we want. Okay, yeah, it's okay. like, I mean, that's that was the question. Sometimes I scratch my armpits and then smell my fingers to see how I'm smelling. <laughs> Why are we going gross? This is, this is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sometimes I pretend my paintbrush is a microphone and I sing into it like Shania Twain. There you go. Sometimes I pretend I'm in a rap video when I'm driving my car. Sometimes Aaron and I pretend that we actually have a cold open, but we really don't. <laughs> She's Elizabeth. He's Aaron. And, and we're, we're married to, to the, the idea. idea. I'm surprised that worked as well as it did. Oh, man, it is so blue over there. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible by blue, you mean like foul-mouthed and terrible? No, no, like the audio levels are blue just... Blue is in. I'm going to have a really fun time editing this because exactly. we screamed. Exactly. Yay. Uh, Audible is... Offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea and browse the unmaxed selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea. We're talking about not Kazam, but Shazam. And not the program that helps you identify songs or TV shows or movies although to be fair that'd be a pretty nifty superpower and i think one of the more relevant ones to have today he talks about you know would you rather have super strength or invisibility uh the ability to identify songs name and artists within five seconds of listening to it that's a pretty cool power i almost have the power of imdb almost no I'm, man I'm, I'm working on it no one man could possess all that power i'm working on it uh or the fake not the the fake other wizard movie from the 90s Shazam which never existed which never actually existed that but everyone swore that uh what's his face 
from the 90s also. Sinbad. Sinbad, thank you, uh, was in as well. I kind of feel like Warner Brothers pretty much had to do their due diligence and research to make a movie called Shazam, if there was already a movie called Shazam. Of course, this one is Shazam with an exclamation point, so that's probably important differentiator. It's, it's, between, it's, a, it's, it's a, the difference between Panic at the Disco and Panic at the Disco. Or uh, Shazam, or Shazam? Yes. Or Shazam, we need to talk. <laughs> it's about your muscles. <laughs> They're just too big. Mr. Stop. Levi, we told you to stop ingesting so much protein powder or you would explode like a balloon. But Mandy said that I look good. <laughs> and when Mandy says you look good, you just keep going. <laughs> And we're not just talking about Shazam, we are also talking about Aquaman, because we have been very tired of the dour DC brand. Doom and gloom, gray murkiness, let's have a little bit more fun with our superhero movies. And I think it's worth comparing it to, we did not see Aquaman in theaters, we literally watched it just this week in preparation for Shazam, (laughs) and I am glad we did, because it's a little bit fun, it's a little bit more to like imagine, because we didn't see... Justice League, Justice Batman League. versus Superman. So we have no real Suicide Squad interior concept of how people in this universe know these people exist and are a thing. And DC takes a very different approach than Marvel does. With DC, everyone wears DC branded stuff and talks about the superheroes like they're collectibles and collects bullets that bounce off of Superman's chest. But Marvel, <laughs> there are no Peter Quill shirts or Spider-Man or even Tony Stark. I don't see any Tony Stark. You know, there's that one kid who wears a Tony Stark mask, and you, which it, the theory is, that is actually um, Iron, or uh, is actually a young Peter Parker. That's sweet. Completely not true. Very sweet. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess in the second reboot of Spider-Man, there is a kid who wears a Spider-Man costume. But those are people dressing up as the characters, not just their likeness or symbol is plastered on their lunch boxes it's almost like the difference between oh i'm gonna cosplay as this and i'm gonna go to walmart and buy their you know pjs exactly as if the disney princesses were real and you would just buy stuff with their likeness on them right it's a it's it's a unique world to live in very um, people are a lot more blase about it, honestly if i lived in the dc universe i would assume that every person who wears a cape is a superhero or villain of some kind and just back away <laughs> like back pedal and point <laughs> uh if you listen to our last episode well it was the opposite of this captain marvel right <laughs> Uh, and we talked about how we weren't really interested in Aquaman. And a friend of ours, Carson Hunt of Hunt, or th- excuse Thrill me, Thrill of the, of the Hunt. Hunt, Thrill of the Hunt podcast, which you need to check out, another married uh, podcast, sent me a message is, hey, listening to your podcast, love it, but you really need to check out Aquaman. It's uh, a lot of fun, great kind of uh, action movie, like almost like a popcorn blockbuster. Is it a great movie? No, but it's still fun and worth a watch. And he is one that I highly respect, uh, especially in the comic uh, world and and definitely in the movie world, too. Uh, I can now say, having seen Aquaman, that I am very interested in the journey of Jason Momoa's abs. Like, where did they come from? Where are they going? Way before the DC universe, because, well, I don't remember. I don't know exactly what who owns Conan or Conan, excuse me, because he was in the remake of Conan the Barbarian. 
Wasn't Dwayne the Rock Johnson also? No, that was Hercules. Hercules, yeah. I say that because while the movie is fun, it's hard to come on the heels of Captain Marvel. Not because it's a fantasy epic, not because it's underwater. I thought the underwater effects were super cool and i liked the fun fake cgi because you could have seahorses and armored sharks and i thought that was very there cool. there were times it was the uncanny valley was too much and there was times that it was passable and there are times that patrick wilson's face looked like a death mask stretched over a head like i'm patrick wilson <laughs> patrick wilson god bless him was given way too much dialogue <laughs> Way too much. Way and too much. And it wasn't Patrick Wilson. It's not. He had to keep delivering these job. lines again and again and again. Yeah. I'm like, now um, I will say that it's unfortunate again to see the villain of Shazam, the actor, uh, Mark Strong, playing a villain again because again IMDb baby. I know. IMDb. You didn't even have to. But look. I also I really like Mark Strong. I like I think him he's too. A great actor. I really enjoy him. I enjoy his performances. I think he's pretty cool. He seems to get cast as a villain a lot though. Unless it's uh, in Kingsman, he wasn't a villain. Though the first time I watched Kingsman, I thought, oh, he's going to be a bad guy. He's going to be, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, he's going to be a secret bad guy or the one that turns on everybody. But he ended up not being the the one who turned on everybody. So he's kind of the, it's like the opposite of John Goodman, who the more roles he takes becomes being more and more bad guys. As opposed to me, I always saw him as more and more good guys. And see, jovial and. John Goodman is one of those ones that I don't. I see him as just John Goodman. Not 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 to detract from his acting. Hard to disappear into a role, you mean? No, he he can almost play anything. Um, like, well, okay, then let's then let's sorry. talk about Zachary Levi because I have very little experience with Chuck. I only have the oh. experience with him entangled. Oh. And but for one line read, I did not ever get that out of him. So I think he did a good job of this. This was almost Chuck. Ah, this dang was, it. it! Now don't get me wrong, it's not Chuck. But it was almost Chuck. This was this was Chuck season three when he really like starts developing his asset powers, if you will. If you say so, I mean I, he played a thirteen year old boy remarkably well. I I have some thoughts on that, and we'll um we we will separate this. I think the first half will be spoiler free, and the second half will will delve a little bit more into the spoilers because this just came out. Well, let's compare the two leads then. Um, I personally think that. Jason Momoa is a very likable person, but I don't think his skills were utilized correctly in Aquaman. And again, this is my first experience with him as Aquaman. Did not see any others. Don't have anything to compare it to. From what little I saw in trailers and everything like that, uh, and comparing it to this movie, it didn't feel like an Aquaman movie. It felt like a movie that Aquaman was in. And even though this movie is all about Aquaman... This is Shazam's movie. Like, I don't know how else to describe it because Aquaman, while this, the, the movie itself is a origin story, but not at the same time. It's hard. You know, Aaron, it's almost like they went backwards, put everyone in an ensemble cast movie, and then had to fill in the blanks behind us, but no one actually wants an origin movie for a superhero they've already seen on camera, so what are you going to do about that? Well, they did it right with Black Panther. Okay, well, let's talk about that then. Why did Black Panther work and not Aquaman? They didn't show his... They they had to tear him down. People said that Aquaman was the... Like, this was the 
DC's Black Panther. And I'm not really sure where they're getting that from besides the storyline of two brothers wanting to be king. But I don't think that has any relevance on the plot or the character motivation. It does not strike me at all as Black Panther-ish. I mean, we 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 already talked about Black Panther and how... You know, you and I are not the target audience for Black Panther, but Black Panther is an all-around much better main movie. Aquaman is not a bad movie, but it's more of an adventure movie than it is a comic book movie. Is it? Like I think the it's powers are almost inconsequential. Chadwick Boseman plays uh, T'Challa very well as a character of nuance and who uh, is physically strong, but tries to think and tries to reason. They paint Aquaman as a blunt object. He even says that he's a hammer, point me in the right direction and I'll just decimate everything in my path. We never get to see, you know, we know why he hates his brother, we know why his brother hates him, but they never we never see it in any interactions. And I kind of feel like that's because they kept him apart for most of their childhood and only threw him together as adults and so all they have are what they've built in their heads and it kind of feels like one of those movies where if we just talked for five minutes we might have resolved some issues. Uh, also, I think uh, Wakanda is a much cooler place than Atlantis is. The set building, the world dressing is a lot better, and just beyond that, it's CGI just a cooler. Is a, it's they they use it too much. If they use some sets and CGI, I think it might have worked better. They both have stupid laws though about the royalty of the kingdom to be honest yeah yeah kill me in combat and then i can be king like uh okay both of them are like that okay now i see the resemblances happening here (laughs) oh no i I, I won't (laughs) deny the resemblance in the movies but where the where aquaman falls short is not jason momoa's performance but rather how they treat the character because they treat uh, not Wakanda T'Challa with a lot more. I'm trying to think of a specific word. It's um, not that importance or. Um, it's not that a character who's a brute can't be interesting, and they do touch on it. What's his face from Wakanda? The um, the oh the, yeah, he's a brute. Umbaku. Yeah, Umbaku. Umbaku is so much more in- interesting as a character, but I think it's because. They, when they let Aquaman be that person who is a person who says, I know I'm not worthy. I'm not challenging Orm because I know that I have no interest in ruling this place that killed my mother. I'm not interested in being king. It, I've been exiled from this place all my life. Why would I suddenly want to come here and try to rule it? Uh, it makes his... It, it's strongest when it's his internal doubt turning in towards himself and saying, well, then what am I going to do with myself? What is the right thing to do? Like, I, I wish they had made it less about political strife and a little bit more about inner turmoil. Like, you know, maybe the brother is trying to, you know, take things over, but it's he, in chal- he in challenges him, but not like in a physical challenge. Like, you know, give me one reason that you would make a better king than me and I'll happily step aside. I will not physically fight you. What's and better for the kingdom? Yeah, what is better for the kingdom? And like, you know, and that alone, that kind of statement alone would be like a much more deeper defining character or a scene. Like if they have to show, okay, well, Aquaman has to actually, or, or you know, he has to actually think. Well, they forgot to 
the other thing is they forgot to prove the villain wrong, guys. Again, how does this keep happening in movies? Happened with Thanos, mm-hmm. happens with Orm. We should wage war on mankind because they've been polluting our oceans, heating up our planet, killing our wildlife. They don't treat this with respect. They shouldn't get to be in charge anymore. And the movie never, ever, ever comes back around to saying, yeah, but, you know. Like, I think there's, like, one throwaway line that... uh, All humans aren't bad. There's some cool things here, and they have that weird little mermaid moment where they go walking around a a villa in Italy and eat roses and look in wishing fountains, and suddenly it's like, oh, look, humanity's not so bad, but... The entire rest of the underwater world didn't see that moment. They still see a bunch of asshats throwing shit in the water. Yeah. Yeah. There's, 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 so the good points about Aquaman are honestly when they're allowed to have more fun. Yes. And I'll give the director uh, who directed the first few Saw movies. James Wan. James Wan and like the Insidious movies, I want to say. He directs some of the best action set pieces I've seen in a very long time. He manages to move the camera around in a confined space and in larger quarters so we always know where everyone's coming from. He does the one take really well. You never see anyone setting up like they do in Avatar Last Airbender. You see them all acting. You always see where everyone's coming from. It's not shaky cam. Really well done. Excellently done. Um, And everyone looks like they're underwater. The hair moves believably and they push themselves around yes there were some subtle things with that uh, and then another good point there were some really decent names in this like all the surprise cameos willem dafoe is in this guys yes. did you know drago what the hell and uh, uh my favorite we won't say who the character is but we will say that julie andrews is in this and perhaps yeah. the defining role of a generation God. <laughs> <laughs> it's this then mp <laughs> It, it was fun. I am. I am glad that I watched it. I. I. Pro- I still have no interest in seeing Suicide Squad, Justice League, or Batman versus Superman. Even though I know, I think I would probably like Justice League, but I just I can't deal with how they dealt with the. I can't deal with how they deal deal with or dealt with just the whole st- the story as a whole. So I'm kind of. I'm 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 probably gonna put, draw draw the line in the sand there. Now I also can't uh, I cannot get behind uh, how uh, Mira's costume is designed. Yeah, okay, stupid. So the, I'm gonna give this actress Amber Heard, who I've not really seen in much else. Um, I'm gonna give her some uh, some much deserved credit. She acted the shit out of that role through that horrible costume because the first time i saw that i'm like her hair looks terrible she looks like lava girl because it's not just red it's lava girl red it's little mermaid red it's terrible and then she looks like someone try like overly trying to cosplay as poison ivy yeah and then they gave her this suit with the lowest neckline and heels guys she lives underwater like, Who needs heels underwater? You look effortlessly beautiful underwater because there's lower gravity. So not trying, so not trying to like incite you or anything like that. I honestly have to ask, why is it okay that Wonder Woman has heels but not Mira? I'm glad you called me on my shit, Aaron. <laughs> Mostly because Wonder Woman's costume design had to both appease over seventy years of canon in comic books. Um, but the costume designers studied 
how the people of ancient Greece and Rome, the warriors, would dress and fight. Every costume was designed for economic, uh, economical movement and for protection. So if you're going to design the whole costume that way and then give them a pair of heels, I'll be a little more forgiving. I don't even think she wears... You don't even notice it. That's the thing about how it's framed. It's all visual framing. When you see uh, Mira come out of the water, the first thing you see is breast, then ass, then legs, then hair. And it's film watching is such a visual experience that no matter what they're saying, what you see is the first thing you're going to see, which is why someone like Michaela Barnes in the Transformers movies can be saying smart things about a car and how it works, but because she's framed as a... With a sh- dumb, short, tiny uh, And how the camera shorts. lingers on her, you're not listening, it's all visual. So when you give an intelligent and compelling character an outfit like that, it makes it hard for you to take them seriously, even if they have something serious to say. The reason why I give a pass to Wonder Woman is because Wonder Woman's costume was based on something that actually existed in history for a reason. You could have made the Atlanteans look like freaking anything. Anything. Apparently their suits were based on like wetsuits and stuff like I that. I definitely get that. Wetsuits don't that. go down that low. Nicole Kidman comes on the scene at the very beginning and she's dressed completely appropriately. Even though it's skin tight, it does not do anything. I'm like... Cool. If, if they're going to be dressed like that, that's awesome. I like the scales. I like how it looks. It looks a little different. I'm excited about that. But then just to see just all this chest, like who's, why would Atlanteans even, why would that be sexually interesting to them? It's not. It's for humans. It's all about gays. It's all about the gays. And G-A-Z-E, not G-A-Y. I was really, I was saying that weird. Oh, no, no. Um, I, I wasn't even about to say I was just going to say Nicole Kidman was wearing Mother of Pearl. I know. I love how that happened. You figured <laughs> that out one, too. Um, also, weird forced romantic relationship. They have no reason to get together, and it's weird. Not not that they don't have chemistry. I, uh, both of these, uh, the actor and the actress, uh, Amber Heard and uh, Jason Momoa, have chemistry. It's not, but it's not like, oh, hello, Aquaman. Hi, Mira. It's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Like, they She's, could have easily have just ended up without a romantic relationship. It, the way they play it, she is clearly too good for him and too smart for him, the way they play it. Even if she's not, that's how it's coming across. So it's weird when we have a mid-battle slow-mo kiss where they don't get hurt miraculously. It's all so odd. I think, again, certain movies have ruined it for me. Things, certain one, movies have ruined the idea of just being, oh, just because there's a man and a woman sharing screen time together, they have to get together. And at one point, there's a weird scene where Orm says, take my betrothed to the box. I want to learn more about to that. The royal box. Does she care for him at all? Has she been like, trying to fix him from the inside? There, there, there's so many. And like he like the way he says it, too, is it almost like he's like throwing it in Arthur or Aquaman's face. It's like, why would but he why? care? Why would he know? Like, they've not spent that much time together. It's not like they're childhood friends that grew up. Like, And it's like, ha, 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 she's mine now, bitch. It's like, it's and why, not... And why are we still having the idea that women are prizes to be won? Exactly. Now, granted, this character is a bit more developed than your typical type of comic book character in this situation. But it's not that much more. So Aquaman has many flaws, but it's still worth a watch, I would say. Not as much as Shazam, though. Shazam kind of avoids that whole thing. 
by having it be more of a coming-of-age story. There are no romantic interests. It's much more about family than anything else. And I think our main character is just more compelling and interesting overall. And I can't tell if it's just all due to the writing or due to the actor. But I think... And it doesn't, it's not done perfectly. There's a lot of, you're just being selfish. I'm like, we, you've all been being selfish. Let's get not get ahead of ourselves here. Yeah, and that's that's what where this movie succeeds. With, again, without getting spoiler, because we'll get, definitely throw a spoiler alert. This movie has some flaws. And uh, I'll definitely kind of touch on them. Because there's, there's a couple minor flaws that, that still kind of stuck out to me. But the development of Billy Batson, the the main character, is the main focus of the movie, and they handle it really well. But I remember thinking either at the end of the movie or in the middle of the movie, it was like, this is the palate cleanser that DC needed. They tried it with Aquaman because what Marvel does well is they have these palate cleanser movies. Guardian, The first Guardians movie was a palate cleanser. Spider-Man was a palate cleanser uh, or the yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming was a palate cleanser. You could even say Spider-Man Across the Multiverse was a palate cleanser too even though Do we it was a find then one. that there are certain characters that are palate cleansers then cuz it's always an Ant-Man movie that's a palate cleanser. It's always Ant-Man, a Guardians that movie one, that's yeah. a, Are we just saying then that certain characters by by saying that are you suggesting that certain characters aren't worthy of main storyline focus that it's palate cleansing because it's different and because it's different it's not as important. I no, I think it's how they handle the characters. There's a gravitas, and that was the word I was looking for earlier, that these characters have the Batman, my parents died when I was a child. Superman, my entire world blew up, and I'm the last one surviving, and I must take care of this world. Wonder Woman, I am a strong ass woman who don't need no man. And I can defend myself. Like, all three of these main characters have a gravitas. Okay, when you go past them, you have characters that have gravitas, but it depends on how you handle them. Like, Flash definitely has gravitas, but usually he is the one that's cutting jokes, you know? Um, Green Lantern, probably more on the heavy-leaning story if you treat it correctly and not, unfortunately, the Ryan Reynolds version. Uh, Cyborg, heavy story. But again, he can be the, the joke cracker. Shazam, this story is not an easy story to tell. And in fact, um, I just read a comic where Shazam is at the top of Mount Everest and Superman meets him there. But they have not like officially met yet. And uh, Superman comes up to him and he says, you realize you just broke like a hundred laws, right? And I have to take you in. And Shazam like stands up and he is crying, like bawling tears. He's like, I know I am so sorry. Do what you have to do. I will not fight you. I, 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 I just, it, I'm so sorry. And um, I'll let you know what happens in this comic does not happen in the movie. But apparently, something happened during a fight, and his best friend, Freddy, like, apparently, Freddy got hit by a straight bullet or something like that. You know, like, how Magneto deflects the bullet and gets into, you know, Professor X as they kind of shoehorn that in at the very end. 
And he's he's like, I, di- I didn't know what to do. I, I, I kind of went crazy. And I, I knew I had to take him to the hospital. I just, I didn't know what to do. He And Superman's just like sitting there like, what what's going on? What do you mean you didn't know what to do? He's like, I had to show you something. And he de-shazams. And Superman is just speechless. He's like, who did this to you? And like the next shot is the wizard Shazam, which different casting choice by the way apparently the original Sazam wizard is an old white guy so they've changed that they often are Aaron they often are (laughs) and Supes is ready to kick some old wrinkly ass like he he comes in and like is floating and is like why and Shazam is like you're not supposed to be he's why he is a child he had no choice in the matter and like Shazam's like neither did I I had to pass on my power he's like he has no experience in this choose someone else and he's like I can't choose anyone else and he gives this big long speech he's like but maybe he can use some guidance and Soup's just kind of stand, sits there for a second and then he goes to Billy's home which is not the same kind of home you see in the movie which I'll touch on because I really like the change that they made he comes in, but he's dressed up as Clark. Billy's like sitting on this like really just rundown, beaten like ratty mattress, and uh, he's like, "Are you from child services?" And he's like, "No, no, I'm I'm a reporter, but I'm not here to do a story or anything like that. Uh, I'm here to see you, Billy." He's like, "How do you know my name?" And he takes off, and he's like, "Cause we've already met," and he shows his he shows his chest, and like Billy just like like throws himself into his arms and he's just like it's gonna be okay and it's so goddamn sweet and touching and it's just like and it shows that shazam is not an easy goddamn story to tell yeah it's really not because we kind of are at the point where i think you're right it's not fair to show a child a child who may have been hurt or may have been emotionally abused come into a room and say all right you're being put to the test right now and if you fail you are not pure of heart and you never will be back to your world it's happened to over 50 children who all been summoned here all failed this test and all wondering like what happened to me why did this happen to me it's a real messed up sort of origin story when you think about it and then when you tell me that story, that's really sweet and really sad to think of what happens between Superman and Shazam and Injustice 2 because Soup straight up murders him. Yeah, uh, the, the video game Injustice is a very... We had to think of a reason for all these people to fight. Yeah. I know, let's put in an alternate universe. <laughs> exactly. So there's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the... The whole Shazam story is very cool because um, even Young Justice kind of played around with it too because during the first season or first bit of it, they had Shazam as their like watchful guardian and he's just kind of like, hey guys, how you doing? And they're like, good, Uh, you're our guardian? Yeah, and it's not him as Billy, it's him as Shazam and and funnily enough, voiced by Sean Austin and he's just like, oh man, Wait until I tell Fred. I mean, wait until I tell someone else about this that I can't tell. 
because this is a secret superhero business. And like, and then finally they do show that it is Billy, and they're like, uh, and like all of ju- the Justice League is just like, we'll get back to you on this. <laughs> Definitely a good time to introduce Shazam, though, because what group of kids except the kids today are more apt to say exactly how to act like a superhero exactly i love that freddie his his brother best friend was like a superhero expert like had you know like a shrine of it on his wall and it, it i would have loved just a little boondock saints thing just in the corner <laughs> and so that would have been so perfect they i loved that and that's how they kind of got to be friends at one point is because when he turned to Sam, who else did he turn to? But the guy who actually knew about superheroes. So for knowing about superheroes though, they kind of turn everything on its head to get a conflict going, which I'm not really much a fan of when they twist the character's motivations to arise a conflict. The conflict is already interesting. Billy feeling like he doesn't belong, trying to find his mom, running away from foster home, from foster home, from foster home, never really feeling like he's accepted. That's his motivation. That's his true story. And being afraid to let people in. That's it. To then have his adopted brother be like, now remember, we have to have a secret identity. You can't tell anyone who you are because that's what people go after, loved ones. And then to turn around immediately to the bullies who has nothing to prove. And it came straight out of a Stephen King novel for some reason and say... Yeah, who like literally like hit him with their car at one point. Beat up a crippled kid. Sure, good job, guys. Yeah. And then to say, yeah, my best friend, Red Cyclone, he's going to come to lunch and have fun with us. Like That would never be in his character. And I feel like they have to keep... M- motivating the plot to continue so uh we're starting to touch on spoilers like that's not a huge spoiler that's first 45 minutes can't truly be a spoiler yeah it can be so i told you mark strong's in it right (laughs) (laughs) zachary levi (gasps) play shazam uh so i think this is a good point to stop because uh this we're we're gonna throw our uh, sponsors and our tags because we definitely didn't do it at the beginning. Okay, well, uh, into the sponsor dome arises a new champion. Why don't you go ahead and do the the tags first? That's what I'm saying. The tags. Um. <laughs> we're gonna see who gets some more follows. Uh, so you can follow us on Facebook at Married to the Idea. You can email us at Married to the Idea Reviews at gmail.com, and you can visit our website MarriedToTheIdea.weebly.com to find all of our links to all of our episodes. We are in season three right now. Uh, and with the launch of season three, we start our Patreon page, patreon.com slash marriage the idea. If you want to go and check that out, we have tons of tiers from $1 a month all the way up to the big kahuna of $25 a month uh, to learn about some really cool things you can get, like behind the scenes content. We do our trailer reaction shots on our Patreon page pretty much exclusively. Uh, we'll also throw anything you want into the sponsor dome to see who makes it out alive. Because <laughs> currently, we only have one reigning champion in the sponsor dome, and that's Audible. Yes. The reigning champ is uh, Audible. Audible is offering our listeners... Is that what we're calling it now? The sponsor dome? Yeah. Okay. You liked it last time. Okay. Sponsor dome it is. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash idea and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. Tis that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea to get started today. And remember that it's married to the idea. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. 
Our recommendation today uh, actually comes straight from Elizabeth. Uh, it's Joseph Campbell's The Power of Myth. If you've ever wanted to know more about how the mythology of our past directly influences the pop culture of our present, Power of Myth is for you. And if you've ever seen it, you know it's a honkin' big book. And it has a lot of stuff. Um, it really does a good job of talking about the uh, direct parallels from past to present. And it was cool in Shazam to see a lot of the tropes that we see in myth come together. The wise old mentor passing on to the young person all of his power before he dies. We have the idea of sins as literal demons prowling the world. Revenge against your father. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're a pop culture nerd, it's a really good place to get started to teach you all that stuff. Plus it's narrated by the authors themselves and who should know their work but the people who wrote it. And it was referenced on Gilmore Girls as the perfect thing to do during spring break, pizza and the power of myth. So, (laughs) Because if it's referenced on Gilmore Girls, you know it's worth your time. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, we were at the local used bookstore. um, It's called McKay's. And I passed by a woman who I swear to God, I was like, Amy Sherman Palladino? Was she wearing a hat? She was wearing a hat. Oh, it probably was her then because no one wears hats like Amy. Oh, it it was one of those like large like lampshade bucket hats i'm just like yes yes why are it was you working Amy. in a Ma- why are you working in a mccase i don't know but they thought i was working in a mccase no less than three separate times in that store i would be walking out of a stacks with 20 books in my hand and they said excuse me do you and i would just shake my head no i'm sorry i am just an avid book buyer and i would say oh she's exaggerating but I was with her one of those times, and a guy walked up. Yes, can you tell me where the... And she's like, I don't work here. <laughs> and he goes, oh, sorry, I saw all the books. Well, I guess I look like that now. Wearing my black skinny jeans and my colored hair, I guess I now look like a McKay's employee. All we got to do is get you inked. Yep. So, thank you for sitting through the Sponsor Dome. So, we are now going to jump into spoiler territory. Uh, so, if you've not watched the movie... Warning. All ye who enter here, spoilers be afoot. (laughs) We definitely recommend this. Um, I'll give you a quick thing before we slap that spoiler alert um, on there. Uh, Zachary Levi's performance probably makes the movie, but I'll actually give you another reason to watch it. The other actor who plays Billy, who plays a younger Billy, probably is the the other big reason to watch it because he does a fan fantastic job i'm surprised he wasn't out of stranger things that's kind of where all my great kid actors are coming from nowadays it's, if it's not stranger things it's it because that's where freddie came from yep so uh definitely check out the movie um and uh we're we're normally we don't check them out this quickly we just happen to have the the timing happen to work out this well so let's be honest with ourselves though we are only getting back into the dceu at all one because of its humor Two, because it's so easy to go to the movies when you can go for free. <laughs> yeah, so thanks to AMC. If you would like to sponsor us, AMC, drop us a line. We love going to AMC now. They have the A-list. You get to see three movies a week, and we've never seen more than three movies a week. So If, that, if we've reached three. If we've ever done that. I need to like say, like, hashtag AMC, like, sponsor us. But uh, They also have those nice theaters where no matter where you sit, you still get a good experience. Mm-hmm. Theater's not too, like, screen's not too high up. It feels like you're like critting yeah. your head back. Like, do you see it yet? 
yeah, we definitely recommend it. And spoiler alert. I thought the scene with his real mother was the saddest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. As soon as he walked in there and like there was like people fighting in the hallway, I'm like, this scene is not going to go well. No. I'm like, this is this is going to go terrible. So Billy was separated at a very young age from his mom at a carnival. And she, he never found her. He's been breaking into police cars to run info to find addresses of all the women with his mother's name in the area to see if he can find her. When he finally does, she has... Uh, she does exactly what you didn't want her to do, but was inevitable because if she wanted to find him, she would have found him. She and it's also interesting to see the deconstruction of how he remembers a nice rosy afternoon. Yes, thank you, and thank then, you, thank you, thank you. I saw that too. And it's from her perspective, and she's just like a frazzled young mom who has no idea how to make any of this work. We know young mothers who like who are not like ready to leave their children. We're like. Their kids have just pushed them, not to the breaking limit, just like who have just pushed them through rough days. And Life it's just like, circumstances have made this happen. And she's she's scared when he first disappears and she can't find him. And then she does. She sees him with the police. And it happens for this moment where she says, I can just walk away from all of this. This is my moment. And she just turns and leaves him there. And I wanted to reach through the screen and probably I don't know who throttle this... her first her ex-husband or her father and then her. Yeah, I, I, whoever this guy that's in this apartment, I'm sure he's a douchebag too. Yeah, it's always like that. Yeah. Just to to think he went through all this trouble to find her, all of this, and even now she has not gotten her life turned around, which is why he gives her the compass. She's still she didn't she didn't even keep her child. The one oh thing. Oh my god! I yes. didn't get that symbolism. Good job, sweetie. It'll, High five. Compass. You don't always... need my uh, accommodation or uh, uh, approval, but I'm I'm still giving it to you anyways. That is, I did not notice that. Thank you. Yeah, she. She doesn't even remember what this thing is, and he it gives it to her. Fucking middle finger, too. Fist bump. Boom. Guys, I've married a really <laughs> intelligent person. There was such heartbreak, and he does it. He he plays it off with more grace, I think, than he should have allotted her. I'm sorry, I have to, you know, my real family's waiting, so I got to get going. The maturity this 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 kid brought to that was. There's a part immense. of him that must have known. It was kind of like finally knowing, like. A part of me always knew that if I did find you, there was a chance you wouldn't want me. Yeah, and it's that's why he's always he's not gone to any foster homes outside of Philadelphia. He's he's consistently looked. He's hoped he he has that that still that idealistic hope. And I think if he wasn't in a foster home that really did actually look like a home or feel like a home to him, he probably would have gone down a much darker path. She says when he comes to tell her i'm sorry now's not a good time never's a good time for you huh yeah to be a mom there's never a good time to be a mom but you have to be it and it's a really good job i think of showcasing it's not that she let him go and that's why her life went to shit it was she was a person who was never going to make life work because she was always running from something into but, bad situations. Hey, you're 14. You look like you're doing okay. Like you landed on your feet. Are you shitting you're, me? You're doing okay, right? I, I can justify this. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to justify this to myself because I'm not going to remember this. Yeah. Terrible, 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 terrible. And 
I do like that the whole premise of family comes full circle because I did not see where this was going. To be very honest, I didn't know how Shazam was going to beat this guy. I really was hoping for like a talk down of it all, but I figured, you know, a guy who's lived through the stuff that he lived through, you know, being constantly bullied, um, the, the villain of our piece, Thad. Uh, being constantly bullied by his older brother, by his father, as being spineless and not a man and worthless, and then causing, causing quote-unquote, the wreck that uh, busts his father father's legs and all this stuff. I guess we couldn't have Shazam's youthful naivete come in and be like, it's not who you are, it's who you choose to be. <laughs> who do you choose to be? Superman. I would have appreciated that, probably a little... Mm, unrealistic but it would have been cool to be like I understand completely where you came from and I'm choosing to rise above my circumstances could you not do the same but yeah his parents were real asshats so I don't blame him yeah it's really funny that you bring up uh, the the villain's father yeah that actor has experience acting in DC before in him in him in him in him oh V for Vendetta no isn't he the guy who runs the government no, that's John Hurd. Oh, dang, you're right. My apologies. Hurd, Hurd or Hurt? Hurt. There's, there's, there's two of them. I think it's there's, there's a John. There's Mr. one of them. IMDb. Where did you go? There's one who's a very like outstanding actor, and then there's the other one who was in Sharknado. <laughs> okay, so the one who, anyway, who was this guy? Who has this guy been before? This actor, not only was in a Christmas classic, Scrooged. Uh, as the young upstart uh, California, like, hey, how you doing? Really? Yeah. Doesn't look was, anything like him. Uh, I can I can always re- re- recognize his eyes, and he's got like this like chin movement that he does. Who is also the reason that Poison Ivy became Poison Ivy? He was the doctor, the he mad was scientist. The doctor, mad scientist. <laughs> oh my gosh! And you, yeah. dear, shall be dead. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. It's so weird to see like the progression of this man. All I mean, right, he's done D- other things. All but... right, DC, explain that one to me. <laughs> like, oh my god. Show me the canon. Show me the timeline. Oh, those are no longer canon. They're not a part of the DCEU. Are you kidding? I guess not. I mean, Nolan, the Nolan verse isn't even part of the DCEU. That's the strangest thing to me because. That's like saying Wonder Woman can't be part of the DCEU because they're better movies than the rest of their counterparts. No, Wonder Woman is. Yeah, it would be like saying that because they're both such better movies than their counterparts that it's weird to say, no, you don't get to come play. It was made before the DCEU became a thing. Uh, We're going to have to, for our next Patreon video, watch the Joker trailer because people are actually saying that Joaquin Phoenix does it good. And I am not interested at all. I am not. I, I don't care for Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's a wiling. Well, excuse me, a walking pile of shit that's so full of itself. Wow. I don't like Walking Phoenix. That's very... I don't like him. I don't like him at all. He is one of my least favorite actors of all time. Interesting. Interesting. Like, any... I There's barely been any movies that I've watched him in, and the movies that I have watched him in, I don't freaking like. Didn't he play Johnny Cash? Yeah. And I never watched that movie because he played Johnny Cash. All right. Even though, um, uh, crap, what's her face? Won a... Amy Oscar- Adams. No. Yeah. No. Sorry. I'm thinking of the parody Reese, Dewey Cox story. Yeah. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon won an Oscar for her portrayal as 
June. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Damn it, you can't keep doing drugs like this. <laughs> Sorry. Have you actually watched that? Because I haven't watched no, that. The Cox story. I, I think it's funny. It's kind of like um, this is Spinal Tap. Just the 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 subterfuge, the 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 perversion of the oh, we're such badasses, rock and rollers. We're making history right here. This is art. This is real. And then just seeing them doing all the drugs backstage with women who are way too nice to them and good looking for what they are. <laughs> So, anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't care for Joaquin Phoenix whatsoever. So excellent. Finally, a man to add like... to the canon of actresses that you don't like either. <laughs> Anywho, but yeah, I. Uh, what point were we on? Uh, uh, we were talking actor, about yeah. we can so, rise above. The so I think there's actually a three prong family story. So you have the villain, you have Billy's family story with with both his mother and the foster family and then you could even say there's a the the family story within shazam or the wizard shazam because he keeps talking about his brother losing about yes losing so the idea when you get into this they do a lot of visual storytelling in the original shazam's lair that he keeps taking all these small children to to make them prove their worth and hold his staff you know very for children and we see things like a burning cello and this caterpillar behind glass and then we see these seven thrones on a dais and it's made known to us just from the talking that this used to be filled by a bunch of different warlocks who have all died all trying to keep evil from entering the world in the form of seven literal deadly sins which is very cool I like the design of about half of them. Half of them did a really good job. Lust, I could pick Lust out of a lineup immediately. Which one was Lust? The re- the Venom Tongue. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't get that. Gluttony, okay. also uh, obvious. Yeah, Big giant was... belly opening to eat teeth. everything. <laughs> Envy was a small green green thing. Wrath was the big thing that destroyed everything. Always anger, always anger. Uh, Pride, I believe, had the horns. The devilish devil one that looked very, like, he walked upright. He didn't bend over. Uh, I I got that appeal out of him, but... And then Greed had four arms to try to take everything. Mm-hmm. So they did a good job. The problem, I think, is that they all just looked a little too similar because they're still at the heart of it, big, giant alien monsters. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for not making six giant demons and then a hot woman as Lust. Thank <laughs> heaven, because it's always that. They, they even made a joke about it. I thought Lust would be a little hotter. <laughs> like, no, these are ugly sins. They are not going to be attractive in any way. However, that is kind of the detriment. I wish... I mean, sin is supposed to be attractive in some way. That's why we sin. It's enticing and inviting. And I'd like it when it's this eye that's floating in this jar saying, you know what, if you uh, come hang out with us, we'll give you everything you want. We'll give you power. You can finally knock your dad off. Uh, (laughs) Mark Strong entering his father's business and just decimating that boardroom scene was terrifying. You know what it reminds me of? What? Uh... The boardroom scene from uh, the religious movie that Kevin Smith did. Dogma? Dogma, yeah. When they go in and uh, shoot up the place. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get that, yeah. It's very... It's They are going more eldritch horror at that point. Because we just see this frosted glass of the outside of this room. And we just hear these muffled screams. And people just start getting pinned up against it. Writhing and screaming as the demons pull them away. And I know they're eating them all. And it's just... Ugh. 
Blech. And that was when I said, we cannot take my three-year-old nephew to see this. Nope, nope, nope. No, because sorry, like sorry, sorry. less scary movies give him nightmares. So yeah, no. no. We don't need to actually see that. I wish, you know, Captain Marvel you could take a four-year-old to yeah. see. You can take any. Even even with the, the cat. Even with, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, because he wrapped it in a nice little cute cat package. Exactly. I really wish, though, that we could because at the end of it, they're like, okay, well, how are we going to stop this thing? Because I, I have no idea how he's going to stop this thing. He's been running this entire time, running and running, changing back from Billy to Shazam to try and get out of things. And it is just, he's got nowhere to go at this point. Uh, he remembers uh, the elder Shazam telling him that um, because you grasp my staff and you speak my name, I open my heart to you and it's given to whoever uh, opens their heart to me. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, everyone here, come hold the staff. Say my name. Billy! No, no, the other name. Shazam! And then, lo and behold, they all, all, of his, all of his adopted brothers and sisters, foster brothers and sisters, get turned into superheroes. And I'm like, yay! Oh, it made me so happy. And that was the coolest thing, I think. And that's the whole wish fulfillment of kids wishing they could be superheroes. That was, that was pretty cool. And so I like cool. the two people that I recognize, the two actors, Adam Brody and Megan Good, uh, that I recognize were, like, perfect casting choices too so adorable oh they were all so fun i liked that um they had different colors on their costumes and that one of the girls was like in a speed suit and one of the girls was in like a wonder woman sort of suit it, like yeah. it was fun uh also very good not a single woman is objectified in this one either so great job no they even break a trope where they're like they hear screaming and he's like oh my god that woman's getting mugged she rushes <laughs> over there and he's like and then he looks at the woman and he hears screaming, but the woman's not screaming. And he realizes it's the mugger screaming because she had already sprayed him with pepper spray. And she pretty much had taken care of the situation. She already figured this out. And Here's my like, money. Go away. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's, uh, sorry. sorry? <laughs> so. And no one's filmed that way. I was very worried for a second that they were going to give him a love interest in his older foster sister because yeah. they were framing it that way and i'm like please don't they, please don't please don't they, they they towed the line once and they when they pull back away from it it, it backpedaled yeah. all the way it's family we're all family thank heaven yeah and i like that the, the little sister wasn't like annoying and she was loving and Precocious. loving yeah she was cute she was so sweet yeah and they all had unique personalities i will say i don't know what it was but they appeared less diverse when they were children. It appeared less like they were filling stereotypes, like here is someone of Asian descent, and here's someone of Mexican descent, and here's someone of black descent. It didn't feel that way at all. But somehow when you put them all in their costumes, suddenly I'm like, oh gosh, there's a lot of My, different things being represented here. Here's one thing, and I, if someone has an issue with it, I can actually see it and I might agree with it. As someone who has a unique body type, why is there their the unleashed potential? Because Billy and even Freddie, they have a frame, the skinnier kind of frame. You put some muscle on it. I can see a muscular Adam Brody or Zachary Levi, but the kid, uh, his other their other brother, who's very quiet is, and never ever speaks. Yeah. He just keeps himself. Why did he have to be the same kind of build? Why couldn't he have been more of a bodybuilder, like what? a linebacker sort of thing, more of a more yeah. of a tank? Like I wanted to see a thicker waist and less shoulders, like more square than triangular. Yeah, yeah I mean it's curious. Even, even um, their other brother uh, Eugene, 
he even had like he he was a little bit more slim but even still he had the triangle like they're unleashed to their maximum potential is this one body type i'm glad if it had to be something i'm glad it was that and not this one ethnicity <laughs> yeah i honestly i thought for a second it was just gonna be five more zachary levi's just five, just six zachary levi's yeah. floating in space <laughs> all different colors i was like i was honestly curious i'm like What's gonna happen? Like Zachary here? Levi is a prism through which you shine white light, and he turns into seven <laughs> rainbow-colored Zachary yeah, Levi's. Seven different colors, uh, <laughs> different color suits, like when you do uh, new Smash Brothers. Or exactly. So uh, I I like that they they each got one power, or at least they were it excelled that in one way. Power. Yeah, someone they they each naturally gravitated towards one that fit their style. Yeah, like um. I, I liked that. That was fun. And it kind of even gravitated towards their personalities a little bit. So that yeah. was kind of fun. But I as it, I can see someone having a problem with it. And I can almost kind of agree with it, too. So as someone who doesn't have that body type. so Well, I appreciate that. Because you're right. You know, I, I don't think I could ever be, no matter how much I worked out, uh, an Amazon. So... Yeah, and it's it's tough. It's it, it. I'm not saying they're perpetuating a body uh, a body type or anything like that, but it it it's like they had a potential to to squash something, and they didn't. So the trailers did a good job of not ruining every single scene. Oh God, no! I because... didn't half of this half of the stuff. I went, I didn't even know there were seven deadly sins in this movie. Yeah, it, you know what? That's true. I didn't see a single thing about the villain of this outfit or anything. I kind of thought they were gonna go an alternate route where it was just about him and his powers and trying to be a better person. There is a villain. The his main villain, his alter or his arch nemesis, who hasn't been introduced yet. That there there were some casting rumors may or i take a, a guess as to what an interesting villain would be for shazam and then you tell me if i'm wrong or right because just based on this character a small child this naive child who has not much of the world but enough experience suddenly has the ability of a fully formed human being to go out and kick butt i'm kind of imagining that his arch rival would be a very very old man who is now too set in his ways and finds the power to make himself young again and uses that for evil instead of good um, I would have to ask uh, our comic book friends, uh, specifically Carson, Will, or Derek, because, or even Richard from Nirvana, uh, I am not sure his background. I th- think he's either a literal god or something along those lines. Oh. But I forget his his deal. But his name is Black Adam, and he's... he's oh, okay. Yeah. He's... It's all, and the thing is too is it's it's hard to bring him because then it's a a same versus same type thing, but the problem is is who was cast as him at one point? Who? Dwayne Johnson. Ah, well, guys, I think we've screwed the pooch on that one. Then, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Rock the Dwayne Johnson, was a producer on Shazam. That's why I was waiting for the the credit scenes, which of which there are two. So I hope you didn't miss them. Uh, the one at the uh, yeah very end was fine. So maybe because so there might so there's maybe they're still playing that he might come back. Definitely so. could. Um, I will say you know what I think I'm gonna keep one thing spoiler free because for the yes. first time ever, Aaron literally had a spit take. If you've in seen, the theater, and, and now the thing is, is uh, I think we should have said that at the top, 
of this because uh, you just see it for yourself. It's so it's, when you know the scene that we're talking about. I've, I've right never, before the credits. Yeah, I've never had a spit take, but that made me have a spit take. So 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 fun. The good the good lunchroom scene. I wonder if he had to shave his mustache for that one too. Uh, what is the question? So. Zachary Levi was actually a part of the MC, uh, MCU for a small time, but he has been killed off, so he is now okay to be part of the DCEU. Um, so here is my question. If Aquaman is to Black Panther, what is Shazam to? I would say that it's more like a coming-of-age movie than a superhero movie learning to test my powers that okay. have been granted to me he-man sort of thing but if you could equate it to an mcu movie okay uh because i have one very specific in mind uh, okay so young protagonist learning how to use his powers for good being a good person oh I don't know. I think you set me up to fail here because you know the answer to oh, this question I'm, already. And well, I, I for for how I set up the question, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that you you could have a wrong answer. You could have a wrong answer to my question, yeah. But it's, I mean, you like it to be a coming of age story, whereas, okay, so let's. I have an answer to my question, so let's let's backtrack a little bit. You th- think of it more as a coming of age. Wait, wait, you say he man. Uh, magical powers were given to me when I held off my sword and said these certain words. It has that vibe to it. Okay, folks, that's the end of this podcast. We are quitting <laughs> the podcast entirely. Uh, oh my god. Uh, uh, Carson, again, uh, the reason we watched Aquaman to begin with, uh, equated Aquaman to kind of an Indiana Jones type movie, and I would I could see that. So, Traveling around to different places, learning Figuring out clues and riddles and stuff. So maybe uh, Shazam is more coming of age and developing yourself, your your personality. So I can see that. Where I was going is Aquaman is the Black Panther as Shazam is to Spider-Man Homecoming. Well... Spider-Man is the youngest character we have in the MCU right now. There's, there's more to it than that. Okay. They both have to learn how to use their powers. They Spider-Man both... already knows how to use his powers, but he has to develop the powers. Uh, they both have a strong connection to family. Peter doesn't have much family. What he does, he truly cares about. And he has a lot of adopted, quote-unquote, family with his counterparts a little bit more of um that he has to develop his powers he has to learn how to use them for good and not just to go around he has to learn about um affecting his environment in the proper ways he peter parker has to become a friendly neighborhood spider-man but also the environment in which they're in Shazam slash Billy exists in a world where literal malls or so, excuse me, malls literally sell toys for Batman and Superman. They walk through a toy store at one point and there is action figures and he's throwing them at this villain. And Peter Parker slash Spider-Man exists in a world where Avengers 
exist as well, but he doesn't have direct access. He's not an Avenger. In fact, they offer it to him at the end, and he kind of turns it down. He's like, I, I need to be a kid. And he doesn't come of age until he realizes that he's in over his head. And it's one of the most pivotal scenes. It's one of the best acted scenes in the entire freaking movie for Homecoming. Um, we, you know, I'm, I've already talked about it way too much. But with Shazam, there there's so many parallels I can draw with that. And Spider-Man Homecoming was kind of a palate cleanser in a way, too. Not completely, but kind of. I see what you're saying about them both being... Um growing up in a world in which these heroes already exist. Exactly. Like, especially because the there's a theory that that young kid with the Iron Man mask is actually Peter Parker. If we had gotten that Flash movie first, I feel like Barry from Flash would have been the Spider-Man analogy. Probably, yeah. I... Actually, you know what I would equate this movie to? Hancock. And I know that's really weird, but... Hancock. Uh, superheroes acting with without a care in the world about just you know showing off and when they do try to help it's sometimes to fix problems they already started and i was getting vibes in that way much like it's in a big city and the press is always covering it so i was for some reason getting really strong hancock vibes the whole time i did like the interactions whenever they he gets these powers and like it's just using them as a as a kid would and it's hilarious like the truck getting thrown up in the air and dropped i did like that but there i actually forgot to touch on one point i'll touch on this then we'll find an end point maybe a game that we can end on so one big thing that i really liked about this movie was the actor who played young billy or played billy versus playing older billy or shazam uh with zachary levi filling that role the kid who played Billy brought the maturity and the immaturity at the correct points. When I watched him, I was watching Billy. But when Zachary Levi came on, it was kind of a toss-up at times. There was times I was watching Billy be Shazam. There was times I was watching Shazam. There's times I was watching Chuck. Sometimes I was just watching Zachary Levi have fun. It is, I love Zachary Levi. It hurt a little bit to say this, but there was times when he was fighting with Freddy and it wasn't coming across as well as it could have. I don't feel like it was, it, it was not, it was terrible. I just feel like it wasn't treated with the amount of respect as it could have been. Um, I almost feel like they could have had that actor do those lines and have Zachary Levi read over them. That would have been cool. It would have been a uh, tough because it's almost half the movie, but to really have this character be this kid, you might have to do that. So maybe it's the problem of Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds plays Deadpool as Ryan Reynolds, but Deadpool's supposed to act like Ryan Reynolds, so it's okay. So it's Shazam the same sort of way. It's Shazam written to be like Zachary Levi, so Zachary Levi can play himself, and that happens to be Chuck, because he's typecast. <laughs> well, Chuck, I mean, he's done, God, he's done so many other things besides Chuck, and if he, I mean, he, again, he was in the MCU, and it, you didn't see him as Chuck in the MCU, so it, and 
he but you didn't really Chuck see him much Flynn at all, Rock. to be honest. But Chuck is not Flynn Rider. Flynn Rider is not Chuck. So yeah. it's it's kind of tough. And I think the and I think the reason you can draw parallels between Chuck and Shazam early on, or Shazam at all, is because of how the character Chuck progresses. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. He's very whiny at times. He's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" And it, it works for the show. Shazam kind of, you know, he gets powerful. He, he learns things later on. Shazam kind of does the same thing. So it just might be that it's two similar characters. Not like T-O-O similar characters. It's T-W-O similar characters. So I don't know. That, that was one thing that kind of that drew me back just a bit. There was a little bit of <laughs> CG stuff that kind of was like, ah, could have been a little better. But... I did enjoy the movie overall. Yeah, I think that as long as the... These are not perfect films, but as long as the DCEU takes the correct notes from the feedback on these films, lets them have their own voice, number one. Because when one woman shows up in Justice League, it's not the same one woman. No. They treat her completely differently. She's the mom of the group for some reason. Uh, not a jerk-off motion big enough in my heart for that one. Yeah. Shows her butt all the time. Anyway, if you let these movies and these characters inhabit a world that feels more real and realized and unique and not just an offshoot of, hey, by the way, did you know that Metropolis and Gotham, Gotham are right across the river from each other? You know, that kind of... They're in Philadelphia. They're far away. They're not even close. <laughs> as long as they let them have their own voice as long as they let them have their own color schemes and their own humor or seriousness as long as they let the directors have a bit more control over these properties i think we're gonna get better stuff and to understand your property better before you start out <clears throat> suicide squad <clears throat> oh by the way we saw the trailer for that new godzilla movie before the uh before Shazam and uh was I the only one snickering like hell when Amanda Waller is saying oh so you want Godzilla to be our plaything you want this incredibly dangerous thing to the woman who plays Amanda Waller that's not Amanda that's no. not the actress yeah you sure boy mm -hmm. I thought it was the same person because I was getting the same sort of no, vibe that's CCH Pounder the woman who plays Mrs. Frederick on it's Mrs. Frederick. That's who go. I was thinking of. Oh, well, I was getting real. It was getting Suicide Squatty and vibes. Like, you want a bunch of monsters to protect us? Are you insane? I'm like, well, they've done it before. They're gonna do it again. Ha ha. So we recommend Shazam. It's it's uh, especially with just having watched Aquaman. We also recommend CCH Pounder and her works. I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> yes, like Face Off. That's right! That's where I recognized her from! Gosh, so many things. Oh, heavens. I have to learn more. I need to be an IMDb receptacle. So, seeing as we just watched Aquaman, uh, which was fun, but had some big flaws, Shazam is definitely a lot of fun with a lot of heart. It's got flaws. But they're small enough that you can look past them. Yeah, I think we're friendly to this place again we're allowed to just enjoy movies if it's got a big enough air we'll tell you like the whole weird romantic subplot in aquaman but yeah. otherwise it's enjoyable and if you're a villain i you know i would have loved to see more inner turmoil 
sins playing in your head. I would really like to see Mark Strong's character, like, what made him this way. More to draw a parallel between him and Shazam, both children, and how their respective childhoods shaped them into the people that they are. I would have been interested in seeing that parallel between them, especially since, according to this end credit scene, a sentient caterpillar is going to take him off to form a Doom Squad or whatever. I don't know okay. anymore, guys. Very much spoilers. Uh, I don't even know what this thing is. Don't uh, I don't care what it is. <laughs> so I do have to say that I I disagree. Not to say your point is bad by any means. I just I wouldn't. I I think the amount of time spent on the villain character was fine. If you say so, it was a uh, no Black Panther, but yeah. not everything can be. Exactly. So yeah, we finally have gone back to being a little bit more contemporary and being a little bit more up to date, if you will. With our movie selection? With our, yeah, with our... With I, our we've been doing pretty good so far, 2016 and newer so far with all the movies we've done for the yeah, past month. But maybe our next one maybe a little old. Go back in time. Yeah, dig ourselves into a hole, if you will. <laughs> So, until next time, she's been Elizabeth. He's been Aaron. And and we're Shazam!